You're listening to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, episode 40. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, where positivity and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey with the wisdom of Ifa and Arisha. I am your host, Iya Omileti Olubumi. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. I am Iya Omileti. Thank you for spending some of your time with me to talk about all things Arisha, spirituality, and growth. So turn up the volume in your car or put on your earbuds, grab a cup of coffee or tea, and let's chat. Today's episode is being brought to you by our very own Orisha Wisdoms or Reaffirmations. Everyone talks about Ori, Ori this, Ori that. How do I have it? Can I get initiated? Orisha worship, Ori. Tell me, give me, give me more information. But what is it? Where do I start? All that good stuff. Want to know how? Go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash Ori one. That's O R I and then the number one. This is a very special episode because it's our 40th one. I could have never imagined that it would get this far. And it's very exciting. I am grateful for you, for your comments, your questions, your arrival to our Facebook community, the Arisha Wisdom Community. Those who have been guests in our podcast. I'm so grateful to you and for all of our current and alumni students and future students of Alejos 101, a huge thank you to you all. Now, let's get back to this very special episode. Normally, we take one question from the Ask a Priest series and answer it here just one per episode. However, on this special episode, I will not just grab one, but a couple. For those who are new to the podcast, Ask a Priest is a series on the podcast which is directly working with you, the community. Coming into the traditions can be, hmm, it can be a lot of things like hard, scary, confusing, more confusing, confusing again. And what is bound to come about? Questions, of course, more questions and questions. And when you answer one question, more questions come. So I created a series called Ask a Priest, where you get to write one of your burning questions about the Orisha traditions. And there is a chance that your question will be answered here on the podcast. So let's get this party started. Lost in Florida asks, what is a person to do if you have a godmother who is mad at you and is no longer speaking to you? I have my ilikas and my warriors and have yet to be crowned. First of all, thank you for writing. I appreciate your vulnerability because it's a tough situation and I'm so sorry that you are going through this. As uncomfortable as this is, try to speak with her. It sounds by what you mentioned that you're in Lukumi. 
So try to speak with her. If she doesn't answer, there's always snail mail and you can write her a letter and let her know that you would like to speak with her to resolve this situation between you both. I will advise you not to be accusatory. You did this, you did that, blah, blah, blah. Just talk to her. Talk to her about what is going on. Why is she not speaking? How can you get better? Because the relationship of a godparent is one that's supposed to be for a lifetime. Here's a couple of things for you. If she doesn't answer your calls, texts, emails, if you sent her a snail mail, you know, through the post office, she does not respond to your mail either and you are needing to move on, which is what may happen, then you will have no choice but to sever ties with her. Let her know. Again, because you're gonna have, this is gonna unfortunately be on you. Let her know that if she does not wish to speak with you, if she does not want to be your godmother anymore, then you would like for her to see you to do the ritual to break you off from her ile, from her egbe. If she still does not answer you, so give her time. If she still does not answer you, then tell her that you'll be coming by. Give her a date and a time with the following. You're going to come with a white plate and on top of it, you're going to have your elekes. Yes, your elekes. Two coconuts and the ashedi, whatever it is, $21, $35, whatever it is for her. If you worked with her, then you will know what an ashedi is. If she responds, at the door with these or not, that at this point, my friend, is going to be up to her. Until this is done, you are her godchild and you are tied to her and cannot break because everything has to be done ritualistic. Note, this is very important. Each Ile or Egbe spiritual house has different requirements to break your relationship from their house. But if she's not speaking to you, how can you know what they are? The good thing would have been if you would have known this in advance. But if you do not, that is a common way that you can get this done. Lastly, before, actually before lastly, be sure that if you are going to come to her door, and you're coming with the plate and your elekes because they will no longer belong to you once you break ties with her because your elekes is a confirmation of that person's Orisha's ties with you. And if you no longer have any ties with this godparent, their Orishas have no ties to you. So those elekes will not belong to you anymore. And yes, I know you paid for them, but... That's just the way it is. Be sure that you take someone with you when you go to drop these things off. If she does not see you or open the door, leave them at the door, take pictures that you left it, have your witness so that you are able to move on. Because at this point, it is beyond your control. In the end, I do hope that you can just with her. Fixing is always recommended because a decision to have a godparent 
should never, ever be made lightly. And in our traditions, it is for life. Lost in Florida, there you go. I hope that you found this response helpful to you. And again, I'm so sorry about your situation. And as much as I wish I could say this is not true, your situation is not unique. So this is how we know on the what to do. Let's head on to the next question. Victor asks, where can I properly get initiated and or in the Arisha traditions. I'm truly interested. Victor, thank you so much for writing. I do appreciate it. I appreciate you. This question is not a quick question to answer, and yet it is. So I'm going to give you a spitfire response, all right? So here we go. You might not be marked for Ocha or to be an initiate, and you have to be okay with that. Next point. You have to go to the process of finding your lineage that you choose. From that lineage is that you're going to know the what to do. Next point, it is best that you initiate with someone that you can have access to, meaning someone that's close to where you live or accessible. A flight or a ride away is okay, Many people think that going to Africa is the only answer and then they go and come back as quote-unquote priest and then you don't know anything. You have to keep going back. That's going to get costly at the very end. When this pandemic nightmare is over, look for public Orisha drumming events and get to know the community. For example, if you go to a drumming and it's, let's say, let's just for this, discussion. It's going to be a lukumi. You're going to love it or you're going to hate it. If you love it, guess what? Within the lukumi traditions, there's other branches underneath it. So you're going to have to find where you fit within it. And that there is no linear like A to B to C to D. There's no linear way of getting to that. Another thing that I'm going to tell you about initiation Before we even get there, number one, a lot of people say, get a godparent, get a godparent. That's your number one step. The truth is, it's not. It used to be one of my first, but it's not. The first thing that you need to find is a good priest. Because if you find Iray in, and Iray meaning good fortune, you know, like a positive outcome in, let's say, Candomble. That may be, and that's the readings, and those are the abodes that help you. Then that's a clear indication that that's where you should be, my friend. That's where you got to go. How do you get there? You have to start getting the community. You From there, you're going to have to start getting readings because you may not like how certain priests are. And this is, in essence, what's going to steer you where you need to go. Where to get initiated? Short, quick, and dirty answer. That depends on you. It can be in your state. It can be in a different state. It can be in a different country. But you have to do your due diligence. And you're going to have to spend a lot of time to see if this place, meaning not the country or the city, but the spiritual house that you have chosen is a good one for you 
Or if it's a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am initiation place, which means that they gather up a bunch of people, initiate them. Oh, you're Iya, Baba, King, so-and-so, and goodbye. You don't know anything. And you also have to be very mindful if this spiritual house that you have chosen, they, if they have a revolving door of new initiates and nothing substantial. So it's short answer, but as you can see, if you go through each of the things that I said, it's not a short time response because it's going to take time. Victor, thank you so much for writing your question. Maybe you expected an address or a referral or something, but this is not how it works. It could be that some group of santeros or olorishas may be right for me, but not right for you. You have to go on your own search for your own fit to the spiritual house that is going to be for you. Many of us have started out where you are and have found our way. And there's a saying that says, you know, cabeza que busca casa, casa encuentra. That's a Spanish saying that head that looks for a house, a house it will find. So you have to go searching so that you will find that which you are seeking. I hope you found this helpful. Victor. And thanks again for writing. Now for the next question. Tiso, I think I'm, I'm hope that I'm pronouncing it right. It's T-E-A-S-O. Tiso asks, what is the best way to worship your ancestors if you don't know who they are and have very little information about your blood ties? First of all, thank you for writing this question. And guess what? It's a really good one. A lot of us come into this and we don't really know who they are. Of course, we, we may know our mother, our father, grandmother, grandfather, but that's about it. We don't have a lot of information about our bloodlines due to, you know, life. And then there's other people who don't have any information due to their life circumstances like adoption and other life situations. Here are a couple of responses to you to help you. The worship of the ancestors belong to everyone, even you, even me, everyone. Everyone can sit at the seat with the ancestors because we all have them. This is very important. You can call out to your benevolent ancestors in your bloodline whose names you do not know, but you come to pay homage. So I know you would like to say yes to my great, great aunt, so-and-so and so-and-so, but you don't have the name. That's okay. You say to my benevolent, to my elevated ancestors, to all my ancestors who are here to help me, to guide me, to all the, whose names I do not know. Over time, I have to tell you, they will reveal themselves to you in readings and in spiritual events. They can reveal themselves in dreams as well and through more spiritual happenings and more in readings. They really do tend to reveal themselves. Many people go on forever 
knowing that there is someone who walks with them. For example, you'll go to a reading and they'll tell you, you have an, a lady who walks with you and she's you know dressed this way and whatever. And after many years, they find out that it happens to be an ancestor of them who has been walking with them and, you know, going through life with them. Over time, these things do get found out. I think it's more important to build your foundation first. Have your altar, have your weekly time with them. Um, Share some of your meals with them. Talk to them. Tell them you have an interest in them. Tell them, I am here. I don't know who you are, but I'm grateful that you're here. Just please show yourself to me at some point. You know, help to guide me. Help me on my day. Help me with my crazy kid. Help me with my crazy dog. Help me with my job. If there's any ancestors who have been teachers, and let's say you're going for to be a teacher, help me to be able to teach better, to have patience, to all of my benevolent ancestors, because you come from a bloodline. You're not here. You weren't just created by yourself. There's a bloodline that created your father, your mother, your grandfather. And it's, it's large. You just may not know who they are, but you will know who. And just know this is something that I'm still beginning to grasp. You, that blood that runs in your veins, it's run also, it's shared with your ancestors. So they have ties to you. And it may not even be, it may be centuries of an ancestor who may be walking with you and they're interested, they're vested in you. They're very interested in your success, in your line, because you are, you share that blood. That is so important. This is why ancestral worship is so beautiful. Because even if you don't know that, Lady so-and-so and and Mr. So-and-so is walking with you. They still are. And the fact that you are saying, hey, I have an altar here. I'm here to give you light and I'm here to give you cool water. I want to take interest in you. I want to remember you. I hope you are here to also watch over me, but I will always remember you. That's what they want. That's how you live forever. And you live forever because your bloodline will remember you. So that's amazing. I think that this is a good start for you. And I hope that you found it useful. I know it's a quick response to something that can take years, even if you know their names, but foundation is first. Names, not relevant right now. Everything else can come later. Here is another question from Ochosi Odebumi. I love the name, by the way. I just wanted to say, I love, love, love the name. Here we go. Alafia, how does one really connect with their Orisha when you weren't taught how? Great question, Odebumi. Here are a few bullets for you. Since I don't have a lot of info on your question, I'm going to respond with a couple of things and scenarios that will hopefully help you. If you are not initiated into the mysteries of Ifa, 
you connect with that Orisha by what you get in readings. The abodes that you have to complete and the lessons that you receive from the Orishas, your prayer time, meditation, whenever you have to do things with that priest, with that Orisha. So let's say that um, you have to do something with Oshun and you have to bring Oshun something. You usually will get a time to speak or somebody will speak on your behalf based on your abode. That's how you begin to connect and more readings and more ebos and more interaction with the priest and that Orisha is how you begin to connect. If you are not initiated, you connect with Orisha also by coming to those priests who have received the Orisha through the sacred rites and bringing Ademu. I'm going to give you an example. When I used to visit my friends or people that I was getting to know who were initiated, I would always bring something for their orishas. I would bring a jar of honey. I would bring rum. I would bring cigars. I would bring something. And this in turn would grant me, which I was so excited about, a time to speak with the orisha. Because they would ring the rattle and they would do their prayers and I would get to talk. And to me, that was golden because that was the time that I didn't have because I I'm, I wasn't initiated. I just want to put another reminder here. If you have lifted an altar in your home to Orisha and it's not through initiation, I want you to know that you do not have Orisha at home. I know. And you may want to have an altar. You may want to. There's a lot of YouTubers that do, this is how I make my altar to this Orisha. Please don't. You'll save yourself a ton of trouble later. Don't do it. Please just don't. There's other podcast episodes that explain this, but don't because you really haven't received Orisha and you could call on more trouble than what it's worth. Now let's go to the other side of the spectrum. If you are initiated, the responses are going to be a bit simpler. You must be taught by the person who initiated you. That is just how it's done. If the person has passed away, then you must get the adequate ceremonies done and find a new person to learn from. As a priest, you should know about these procedures. I'm not going to expand on them too much here because you should know these as a priest. I really must advise you not to read too many books and watch a ton of videos because you would need to learn from a person in your lineage in your lineage. And this is what's going to bring you Iray. Learning from different people in their different lineages is going to give you confusion because the way that, for example, somebody in this lineage worships Shango, it's going to be very different than some other lineage worshiping the same Orisha. So the way that they would connect and what they would put down and what they would do, and it's going to differ. And you want to avoid confusion. If you are initiated, you must be taught by the person who initiated you. That's their job. If they're not around, you must do the proper ceremonies to sever those ties. And then you must find another place to teach you within your lineage. If that doesn't happen, you're probably going to be faced with initiating in a different lineage or tradition altogether. 
And we want to avoid that if you are an initiate already. Ochosi Odebumi, I hope that you found this response useful in your journey. I can't thank you enough for the time that you took to ask this question because it's a good one and it's a legit one and it happens a lot. To our wonderful community, I hope that you enjoyed this 40th episode of the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, which tackled a few of your questions of Ask a Priest. Did you like it? Let me know by leaving a comment and of course, by sharing it. I also would like to ask that if you just have five minutes, five, even less, please leave a review in iTunes as they are really helpful into keeping the Orisha Wisdom podcast on the map. Let me ask you something. Do you have a burning question that you've been dying to ask an Orisha priest? Would you like to ask a question and possibly get it answered here on the Orisha Wisdom Podcast? It is super easy. Just go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash ask a priest. No dashes, just ask a priest and ask your question there. I am so excited to really now have a place to keep all of your incoming questions nice and organized. I can't wait to see your questions. I'm sure you know this, but in case you don't, if we decide to tackle your question and I do not have an answer because I don't know it all, I will find the answer. That will be a teaching moment, not just for you and for your brothers and sisters who probably are asking the same question, but also for me. Here's the link again, www.orishawisdom.com forward slash ask a priest. Remember, if you loved it, if you like it, like it, comment, and of course, share it. And if you are on YouTube, like this episode, subscribe, and click on the little bell icon so that you will be the first to know when there is a new video uploaded. I will link you to the YouTube channel on the show notes so you don't have to worry about a thing, especially if you are driving. We have reached the end of this 40th episode and I am just very, very excited that you have hung out with me until the very, very end. For show notes, it's easy. Go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash four zero because it's the 40th episode. So 40. Stay tuned for the next couple of episodes as we are going to tackle more of your questions. And on the next one, we are going to deal with something that has been a big, big challenge among the priests in these traditions. I've been alluding to this episode and it's taken me a little bit to put together, but it is going to be so worth it. So I can't wait to post it for you guys and stay tuned. Until next time, may the elevated ancestors and all Arisha bless you immensely. Odabo! Thank you for listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. 
can't get enough of Orisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha is all around us. Be blessed, and until next time.